What's happening? What's up? How's everybody doing? The show must go on. Woo, there's about a million and ten one things I could be doing right now, folks, and I am worn out. I've been powering through the week. I've been busy as a bee, but the show must go on. So, here we are. Get started with a quick sponsor, and I'm going to shout out again, Last Cassis Lumber, located in Las Casas, Tennessee. You can get all of our information uh, on Facebook. Just search Las Casas Lumber and all the information's on there. Phone numbers, email, uh, lastcassislumber at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. And again, guys, we can you can bring us any sentimental logs or any logs that you want us to cut up in any shape, size, or dimension as long as 16 foot 11 inches. Or we also have reclaimed pressure-treated wood that we can cut into about any size up to about an 8x8 pole. And um, we can make 2x4s, 6x6s. Oh, man, 2x9, 2x8, whatever. We can make anything. It doesn't matter. We can pretty much make anything but a big old 4x8 sheet of plywood. So hit us up if y'all need anything. It is rough cut lumber. And um, we do a good job, so hit us up at Last Cassis Lumber if you want to support local and support myself and my partner in crime, PJ. So, Last Cassis Lumber. But like I said, it's been a busy week. We went camping this past weekend for three days, and we had Halloween. So, we have been powering through. Had a, had a lot going on. Replaced the... Um, the side mirrors, the the rear view side tow mirrors on my truck today got me some nice ones on there so I can actually see when I'm pulling the camper. I was kind of running blind there for a couple of years, but we got that fixed. Pretty easy if you're ever thinking about doing it. It's just a couple of bolts. Just got to take the door panel off and bam, bam, boom. But that's on an F-150. Been doing that. And uh, <clears throat> all of a sudden the winner of... 2023 set in at the end of October on Halloween. So I've been busy and been gone and not had a chance to winterize anything. So of course I've had to scramble to winterize the boat, winterize the camper, even though I'm going to be using it again next weekend. But hey, you got to do these things to protect your stuff. So I've been scrambling this week, trying to catch up. But worked hard today after work, got some stuff done, worked hard yesterday. So I think we're caught back up and I'm ready to do some podcasting tonight. So thank you all everybody for listening. As I always say, you can find uh, any of my information on Instagram at uh, Hitters Only Podcast or on Facebook at Hitters Only Podcast. You can follow along, check out my stuff, or you can just follow Staley Haynes on Instagram or Facebook and all my my life's work is on there folks my wife put together a cool reel of this past weekend so you guys can check that out so it's not about me it's about the kiddos right I try not to talk about myself as much as I can on here but it's hard to when you're when you're riding solo it's hard not to talk about yourself a little bit had another guest drop out on me for tonight which is all good um, I'm pretty sure I got one locked in for next week so y'all stay tuned for that I got a guy who's um, 
was on a uh, national championship winning baseball team for in a on a college team and uh just a good dude i've known him for a while and uh got i got a uh, several things i want to talk to him about used to work with him he said some big uh some some big life stuff going on, so we're going to get caught up this coming Wednesday. We're going to do a podcast and, and have a good time. So I feel pretty confident about that one. Man, sometimes it's hard. People are busy. I was telling my wife this earlier when we were cleaning up the a million toys in the living room that people are so busy, man. It's hard to nail down anybody in this day and time. We all got things going on for our kids, sports, events, birthday parties, uh, trips. People go to church. People exercise. Some people don't do anything. Some people tell you they're busy because they got to watch TV. I don't know. My cat's got worms, so I've been uh, medically treating him for that. That's been wonderful. He was on my workbench the other day and I was rubbing him down and telling him how good of a boy he was and was filling up his cat food feeder and he turned around and showed me that <clears throat> showed me that booty hole and boom had a white little worm hanging out of that sucker so we've been dealing with that other than that all the animals are doing good at the Haynes house uh, Kaylin took Sonny to school this morning and when she got back home the uh, whole Halloween bucket full of candy that Sonny collected yesterday evening had been eaten by the dog. So June has a belly full of Hershey's Kisses, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, which I'm pretty upset about that. Maybe some, uh, I don't know, those little chewy sour, sour things with sugar all over them. And I'm pretty sure that um, she ate wrapper and all. So, she's still alive. She's doing good. She ate some leftover spaghetti this afternoon. So hey, we're 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 moving we're moving right along and having a good time. So, anyways, guys, um, just gonna jump into the hitters of the week and uh, check these out this afternoon. Check them out this morning. Check them out whenever you're listening to this podcast. Crank them. Bang them. Turn it up, get hyped up for your day, get hyped up for your week. It's time to go. So, Understand Why by Cody Johnson is the first one. That's a real good song. I love I love Cody Johnson, and that's one of my favorite songs by him. I Wrote the Book by Morgan Wallen. That's one of my favorite songs by uh, Morgan's newest album. Uh, I Wrote the Book. When it comes to hitching the boat up. Backing down a ramp in my old truck to find a bunch of logs to catch a bunch of hogs. Man, I wrote the book. Yeah, I wrote the book. Woo! That don't get you hyped up. And uh, coming in at number three, we got The Stroke by Billy Squire, and he dropped that in 1981. Stroke something. So, those are the hitters of the day. Understand Why by Cody Johnson. I wrote the book by Morgan Wallen. And The Stroke by Billy Squire. So, y'all crank those. And as always, you can find those on iTunes if you just search for Staley Haynes. And you can see my hitters of the week playlist of all the songs I've ever talked about. And my shout out 
of the week goes to Cody Johnson as well. If you get on YouTube, you can look up um, a video of him messing around in a uh, mic check, and he sings Long-Haired Country Boy. And so search Long-Haired Country Boy by Cody Johnson, and it'll pop up. There, It's the acoustic live performance one. So y'all check that out. I don't know, maybe you're folding clothes in the living room. Maybe you're cleaning up toys. Maybe you're having family time. Maybe if you have a small house like me, your living room is kind of your kitchen as well. Crank that sucker while you're cooking bacon. And uh, have a good time. So I like to, uh, we like to put on YouTube videos in the evenings when we're just chilling, <clears throat> getting ready for the next day, getting ready for dinner. And just let them play. So you always end up discovering somebody new or coming across a new song or, a, or a, an acoustic show that they dropped or something. Really, YouTube is one of my favorite music platforms to find stuff. Gives you a little inside scoop to some of these people. And uh, today I'm actually going to be doing a trivia question. And... I've, uh, this is inspired by Wendy Cluse at work. She's big into trivia, and she got on to me through her husband last week because I pronounced some of the uh, musicians' names wrong, and she's a, uh, a trivia genius, as some would say, when it comes to music trivia. So I got two. I got one, really, but I just thought of another one, one of the only trivia questions that I ever got correct back in the day. And so uh, the first one is before Miley Cyrus recorded Wrecking Ball, it was offered to another singer. All right. And I'll give you a hint if you haven't thought of it already. She goes by Queen something and is married to another musician or artist, as I would say. So I will give you all about 10 seconds to think about that. The answer is Beyonce. So, if you guessed right, well, kudos to you. But, yes, before um, Miley Cyrus recorded The Wrecking Ball, that song was actually offered to Beyonce. So, boom, how about that? Some of y'all might have already known that. And the other trivia question of the week is, who won the first... American Idol show. Who was the winner of that? Oh, Kelly Clarkson. That's right, folks. You already know Miss Kelly Clarkson. A moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. Man, that was an epic. Uh, that was an epic season 
of American Idol. That's back when American Idol was cool. I used to uh, get into it with my mom. We used to watch it, and Kelly Clarkson and was the was huge. That pretty much made a career for her, and it was a uh, it was pretty good pretty good show all around. All right. Anyways, um, just to jump into the quote of the day. Sorry, guys. My cat is absolutely rubbing his cheek on the mic right now. It's driving me nuts. Get out of here, Jazz. Good gosh. Um, the quote of the day, um, pain is temporary. It may last a minute or an hour or a day or a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it lasts forever. And that quote is by Lance Armstrong. I came across that today and I was looking for, um, quotes that I liked on something being temporary. And so I like that quote. Um, Pain is temporary. It may last a minute, an hour, a day, or a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. So don't be a quitter. Don't give in to your issues. Don't give in to your pain. Don't give in to uh, your struggles. Keep fighting. Keep going. Eventually it will subside. It's temporary. It's not permanent. And you will move on from that situation, from that pain or whatever you're going through. And you will get on the other side of it and you will look back and you will be a stronger person and you will learn from that experience. So I like that quote. But anyways, guys, I hope everybody had a happy Halloween or a fall festival or whatever you like to call it. We had a good time. We went to my um, my father-in-law's house and ate some pizza, ate some chili, and ate some cookies, and had a little fire, and Sonny got to go around down in Greystone Drive in Las Casas, do a little trick-or-treating. It was a good time. She, w- she dressed up as a cow. I think she also had a sheep costume, but she didn't wear that one. She, would, she, she rocked the cow very solidly very impressed with her behavior we had a great time Um, my wife's side of the family was there and it was a really good time and um good halloween overall just uh i think she had a great time at daycare yesterday her teacher said that the uh, fall festival party as they like to call it was a big hit sunny was showing out for all the kiddos having a good time she got some good candy, got to see some uh, family friends, got to see Mr. James Garland, got to see Miss Denise Oakley. So it was fun. And, uh, you know, I'm not a real big Halloween guy, never have been. Just always kind of been an irrelevant holiday for me. You know, back in the day when you were younger, it was kind of a party holiday. You dress up, go to all the parties. And, uh, you know, now I don't really, we had a, we've had a couple of Halloween parties and some stuff like that, but we've never gone too much all out. But since having a kid now, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun. It's, it's a good time. They have a good time. I wish I could have watched a couple of more scary movies. I had a good Spooktober. You know, I, I got in there a little bit. I got in there a little bit, but you know. These days, Daddy don't like to get scared too much late at night because I'm usually by myself. And here lately, I've been watching 
TV on my phone with my headphones in bed. That's whatever I've succumbed to. I live in a small house, and you can't crank the TV up too loud after the kids go to bed, so I've been chilling like that, you know, falling asleep with headphones in my ears, all kinds of stuff. But it's been fun. It's been good. We just got back from a camping trip, which was a great time. Went to Pickett State Park, which was uh, really nice. We've had that camping trip planned for about a year. It definitely surprised me. I, their campground is okay. They're, I shouldn't say okay. It's a nice little campground. There's only about three good spots. Um, so hit me up if anybody goes camping there with your camper because there's only about three real good level spots. We got one of them because I always do a little investigation before I book a camping spot. And uh, it was good. They had some awesome hiking trails. Uh, some of them are short, kid-friendly. We went down into a cave. We went to some natural arches, a natural bridge. Uh, we did all kinds of stuff. They have a cool beach there in like a little lake area. Really beautiful state park, beautiful forest. Good time. We had, we had a good time. Stayed three nights. The first time we were able to camp three nights last year, we went to Fall Creek Falls and weren't able to stay all three nights because it just started pouring rain. And we didn't want to sit in the camper all weekend, so it was good. You know, we we're going to finish up our camping season this coming weekend on Saturday at my buddy Joe's house on his farm. And then the camper's getting put up and shut up till next year. And we're going to get back into Fall Creek Falls and Harrison Bay, and we're going to go all over the place next year. Really excited, but camping was great. It definitely reignited my fear of bears. So Pickett State Park was as near Jamestown, close to the Kentucky line in East Tennessee. They have some bears. Never saw one, but there was always the threat of one. You know, anytime a squirrel dropped a daggum nut on a leaf, we were daggum whipping the flashlight around, acting like James Bond out there. Daddy was stayed strapped, had my 38 special on me the whole time on the hiking trails especially, but we never saw nothing, talked to our camp host, and they seemed like they didn't see a lot of bears very often. They had been there since August, and I don't think they had ever seen a bear up there, although they see the tracks. Hey, Johnny, what you doing, buddy? You're my big polar bear. Yeah, buddy. But, um, yeah, so didn't see any bears, which is good, and uh, had a lot of good times, ate some food, Got some, ate, made some pizza on the grills, made some pork chops, made some peanut butter pie, and we had a really, really good family weekend. But So that's what's been going on with me. But uh, one of the things last week that uh, really caught my attention and has been catching my attention is the Rutherford County Juvenile Detention uh, Scandal. So... Judge uh, Donna Scott Davenport um, has been in some hot water of recent. She's kind of been in the headlines a little bit throughout the last, I don't know, maybe year or so. Wrongfully incarcerating youth in Rutherford County and surrounding counties in the state of Tennessee. Um, 
says that she stepped down and did not run for re-election for retirement, but everybody knows the seat was getting hot. She was in trouble, and uh, she was expected to step down, I'm sure. Um, a podcast came out about this whole scandal called The Kids of Rutherford County. You can find that on any podcast platform. Um, two episodes are out. Um, actually, when this episode drops, there'll probably be three out. I think they come out on Thursdays. And it kind of gives you a breakdown of what has gone on at uh, JDC, the uh, Juvenile Detention Center at Rutherford County, which I worked at for about a year and a half right out of college. So... It really, um, man, it just grabbed my attention. I knew something was going on because one of my high school friends um, is an attorney, and he kind of reached out to me several years back and was dealing with a case with them and said that he had read through some of my incident reports. Everything checked out good on me, but... Um, yeah, that podcast just really brought back a lot of memories of that place. And um, I actually reached out to uh, the podcast series is Serial. They do a lot of different crime junkie stuff, stuff like that. I actually sent them an email and asked them if they ever wanted to uh, interview a previous detention officer that worked there, that I would be happy to sit down with them and do, do a podcast or whatever they wanted to do. Hadn't heard nothing back, probably won't, but pretty much... The whole issue behind this whole thing is the judge was detaining kids um, illegally and holding them overnight in jail for too long and um, was holding them when she shouldn't have been at all. So in the state of Tennessee, you can't just... So if a kid gets brought in gets arrested for whatever, a misdemeanor, shoplifting, blah, blah, blah. You cannot actually detain that kid in detention or jail unless they have committed a felony or they have, they're already on probation and they have violated their probation. You can hold them then. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, so the issue is when kids were getting brought in, she had a rule to where if the kid did anything that would have been considered violent or um, any, she just had a bunch of weird rules that were not legal. So she was just holding kids in jail because it's more money for the county. So anyway, she got in a lot of hot water for that. And so how that looks is, and guys, just to give you all a picture of what this place looks like, this is a max facility. It's, I mean, a freaking stone block building. It's got three pods, A, B, and C, um, and two open rooms with bunks. And this is a high-security facility for juveniles. 
everybody has their own cell, no cellmates, period. The cells has a steel door with bulletproof glass and bars for the window, a steel bed with a crappy mattress, a steel desk coming out of the wall with a steel built-in seat coming out of the wall, and a shower with a toilet, and the sink is on the back of the toilet. That's all that's in there. Um, That's what these kids are in. They're in their cells the majority of the day. I think they get to come out for about an hour for TV time in the evening. Um, Some kids get to come out for school during the day. Um, There's not a lot of movement. They get to go out for like a, uh, if the weather's good, you can take them outside in a yard where they just do nothing basically but walk around and get fresh air. Or there is a multi-purpose room where they can go in there and they get some basketballs and some random stuff like that and get to dribble around, hang out, and uh, just walk around basically. But this is a really high security facility for children. Uh, Multiple counties in the state of Tennessee contract with Rutherford County and they send their juvenile delinquents to there for uh, housing. And um, so it's uh, it's a big deal. I started working there right out of college. I majored in criminal justice with a minor in sociology. And um, that I wanted to work with troubled teens right out of school. Um, and, man, I, I wish I wouldn't have gone there to work because it really gave me a bad... Uh, taste in my mouth for the criminal justice system in general really uh, definitely made me not want to be a cop it made me want it to be the farthest thing from a correctional officer I just didn't like the negativity of it I didn't like the the I didn't like the sense of power that you get over other people it felt a little heavy to me I didn't like it I didn't like that people were locked in cages around me and I was, and I wasn't, um, I didn't like the, I didn't like the, uh, rivalry between, um, inmates and officers. I didn't like, I just didn't like all the negative, uh, energy around that whole situation. I generally, I'm a person that likes being liked and I don't like to spend, Every day, we all have bad days and we all have negative days, but I don't like to spend every day in a negative environment that stinks. And literally, that place stinks. It smells like a big fart in that place. So, anyways, I worked there as an officer for about a year and a half. <clears throat> Very strict working environment. Um, and a lot of times I worked in booking. And they would bring kids in. What this looks like is a cop brings a kid in. And you would look them up in the system. And if they're on probation, they're automatically staying. Or if they come in and they commit a felony, they're automatically staying. But sometimes they would come in for things like simple assault or blah, blah, blah. And I would have to call the sergeant and read off the affidavit, arrest warrant. And they would make the call on if they were staying or going. Uh, 
And sometimes these kids would get held when they were not supposed to. That wasn't my call. That probably wasn't anybody's call that I was directly working with. There was a lot of good people that worked there, a lot of good um, sergeants, a lot of good corporals, and a lot of good officers. And we really had nothing to do with the judge and her whole thing that she was doing, the crimes she was committing, in my opinion. We really had nothing to do with that. We were there uh, to solely provide the safety and security of the children that were in that facility. They call it rehabilitation. It is far from that. It's punishment. I never saw one rehabilitating thing happen in that building, but that's what she liked to say uh, went down in there. And um, they got in some hot water um, a couple of years back for locking kids down. So it was pretty much the easiest thing in the world to get locked down in there. Um, if you cussed, if you, if you disobeyed any rule in that building as a um, detainee, you got locked down. And let me tell you, that list of rules is long. And they are read out to you just one after another when you're booked in. And the farthest thing on your mind is listening to some officer read you off a million rules when you just got arrested and you realize that you're going to spend the night in jail and you, and you're about to, you got handcuffs on and shackles on and you got a black and white striped jumpsuit on and you're getting your fingerprints taken. You're getting showered in, you're getting searched. The farthest thing from your attention span is, is memorizing all these 1000 rules that we had, but (laughs) we would read them off to them. And, um, yeah, and if they broke one, they would get locked down. And um, you had to enforce that because if you didn't, you would get written up. And that's what I didn't like about this place. The officers were almost treated like the detainees. If we didn't do our job to the T, exactly to what the SOP said, we would get in trouble. We would get written up. More people got written up in that place than I have ever seen at any other job in my life. I, I'm, I literally think I was the only officer that probably has ever, that has ever worked there that has never gotten written up. I worked there for a year and a half, and I never got written up once. And it's literally because I memorized that SOP like the back of my hand. I knew everything. Just boom, boom. boom. I could side off any rule, anything, uh, just out of straight paranoia of getting in trouble. And I wanted to be good at my job. And, um, yeah, so what a, lock, what a lockdown looks like is they would take everything out of your room. The only thing that you were allowed to have when you were on lockdown is a water cup. So that's a styrofoam cup. You were allowed to have that. So they would take the mattress, any books you had, uh, your towels, your blankets, uh, anything and everything they would take out of your room. So all you had was what you were wearing in a styrofoam cup. Lockdown started at 12 hours. So, um, yeah. And I, I, I used to see people get locked down for days over stuff. And you would literally have to, uh, you can't sleep. You're not allowed to sleep during the day. You have to be sitting up. You can't lay down. 
And yeah, you have to sit in there all day with nothing but your thoughts. And that can be very damaging to youth. I think that can be very damaging to any person. And uh, so they were doing that to kids. And Obama actually passed a law when he was in office saying that you cannot put kids in solitary confinement. And the judge was trying to say that that's not solitary confinement. It is. That, that is the most solitary confinement thing of all time. Um, so they had to stop doing that. They got in hot water for that. And uh, like I said, they were holding kids unjustly for uh, petty crimes. They held, Y'all need to listen to the podcast. It's Kids of Rutherford County. It's very informative. They're doing a good job. But, um, you know, they would, they would pepper spray kids for anything in there. If a kid balled their fist up in anger, they were supposed to get pepper sprayed. If they um, got up without permission and walked across the pod, they would get pepper sprayed. If, uh, if there was any kind of confrontation with anything, any quick movements... If a kid was doing anything that an officer deemed that they were trying to hurt themselves, like hit their head against the wall or anything like that, they were to get pepper sprayed. Uh, There was a lot of reasons that kids got pepper sprayed. It was constant. I I had to get pepper sprayed, which was a nightmare. Uh, when When you're in training, which that's a joke, they just pretty much throw you to the wolves. But, but uh, one of the first days I worked there, they took me outside and they said, all right, for you to carry pepper spray, you got to get pepper sprayed. So I said, okay. And they said, all right, so, yeah, you just have to look towards me and I'm going to pepper spray you. And then you have to open your eyes and uh, say your name for the camera with your eyes open. And then you can go hose your eyes down. Well, no one told me that I could close my eyes when they pepper sprayed me. So this guy named Dave gets his pepper spray out. He was a sergeant. And I'm looking at him wide-eyed as can be, and he just nails me. Both eyes, eyes wide open. I mean, the most perfect shot of pepper spray of all time. And I didn't realize that I was supposed to keep my eyes closed, get pepper sprayed, then open my eyes, then I could go wash them out. So I got the full effect. And let me tell you right now, that stuff hurts. Pepper spray is painful. So that was fun. And, um, you know, I I just don't know. um, I, I just thought that whole place was a bad environment for kids and officers. Uh, I think it was punishment, not rehabilitation. And pretty much about six months into working there, I wanted to leave pretty bad. And um, they were always trying to get me to go up for a corporal every time a position opened up. And um, I, I purposely did not apply to be a corporal there because I didn't want a promotion, because I didn't want to give myself any reason to stay there any longer. Like I said, I thought it was a negative work environment. It gave me anxiety. You can't, everybody has those days when they want to go to work and just have a chill day. Maybe not do a whole lot, maybe just hang out, you know, do your job, but 
you're not really trying to freaking set new records. When you go to work somewhere like a jail, you got to be on the whole time every day. There ain't no slacking. You're constantly worried about somebody hitting you in the back of the head. And you just can't relax. It's It's an extremely stressful environment with clanging doors, buzzers. No one's in a good mood. So for eight hours a day, you're just around people that are pissed. And then that negativity just wears off on you. And I didn't want to live my life like that. And um, I just don't, I didn't like having anxiety at work. I didn't like the constant stress. Uh, you don't want to work somewhere that you could potentially get into legal trouble either. I mean, you're messing with people's lives in there. You're messing with people's troubles. They're in jail. And, you know, everybody's lawyered up. And it's just a, it's just not, was not for me. So, um, anyways, that, that kind of made me think about a couple of things. Uh, going through all this and all these old memories coming back. Because, you know, I would always tell these kids when they were in there. About look, man, this is temporary. And so I would always tell them, like, don't let a temporary thing define your long-term goals. Don't let something that's temporary become permanent. I would always tell them this is just a bad season of life. This is something that will pass. And if you do the right thing, you can get out of this. You can get out of this system and you move on with your life. You know, you're not even 18 years old yet. The grass is greener on the other side. And, you know, I've kind of uh, been doing like a little, I don't want to turn into some kind of motivational uh, Instagram guy. There's plenty of them people out there. I'm not trying to do that. But I've been trying to do like a little theme of every solo episode, something that's motivational. And um, my quote was kind of on something that's temporary. And, you know, I know some people that are going through some temporary struggles right now. And um, you must work towards getting out of your bad situation every day. If you're in a situation that you don't like at your job, at home, uh, with your family, with your friends, whatever's going on in your life, you have to understand that that thing is temporary. I've had some terrible jobs. I've worked in a juvenile detention center that's now in trouble for being corrupt. I've worked for a foster care company. I'm not even going to get into that on this episode. I'll save that for another one. I've worked in a car factory, and man, I hated all those jobs. And I have had some rough seasons of life, but I was willing to admit to myself when I thought something sucked. And I was willing, I I can't, if there's something that I can't do, I cannot lie to myself. Everybody's told a lie to somebody else, whether small or big. It's happened. Guys, everybody's told a lie. I cannot lie to myself. So if something sucks, it sucks. 
if I know something's not a good career path, I can recognize that early. There's some things, you know, that at first don't seem good and they turn into something better. But don't lie to yourself. If you hate your job, find a new one. You know, there's always something else to do. There's always other ways to make money. And I've gone through that. And I I love what I do now, and I don't have those problems anymore. But when I was in that situation, I did something every day to try to get out of that situation. You know, it doesn't have to happen quick, but you need to be looking for jobs. You need to be scheming. You need to be finding ways to make money on the side. You need to be doing something to get yourself out of that negative situation. And you need to be doing something every day, whether it's big or small. You need to be doing something every day. And that'll help you. Spend all your free time scheming. Scheme. You got you got to push through that. You got to work on your mental health. You got to work on your actual health and realize that what the situation that you're in is temporary. Trust yourself because you you know what's going on. All right, no one else knows what's going on with anybody else. We all have a good guess. We all have an an educated guess. You know, somebody might be having a bad day, and they'll tell you why, but let's be honest, we don't really know why. You know what's going on with you, and you know the solution to it. And usually the solution is not easy, and that's when you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, and you got to take care of business. So trust yourself, and uh, sometimes, guys, you have to take a step back before you can run forward. And with that being said, guys, I hope everybody has a good week. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Let's go. I hope you uh, do something at work that makes yourself look awesome. I hope you do something at home that makes yourself look awesome. Remember that your situation is temporary if you're going through a hard times. And hey, if you're having a good time, let the good times roll, baby. Hey, thank y'all for listening to the Hitters Only Podcast. The show must go on, everybody. Let's go. Y'all have a good time. I will talk to y'all next week. Love, everybody. Love and happiness. Let's do it.